Welcome back, everyone, to to the crib. As you can tell, Michael's not with us again, but we got Connor this week. We have three of us now. Oh, I know you guys yeah. miss me, so I'm here now. Don't worry. Oh, oh, just incredibly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so we got some big games coming up. We're going to talk about uh, Hurricanes Game Six. Um, and you know, I could go to Game Seven, but then we're also going to talk about Eastern Conference Finals Game Seven. This is a big one. It just is, we're going to find out who's going to lose the Warriors. Basically, it. And Warriors then, at, regardless of who they play. Sorry, I can see that. And then I have a hot take that I feel like could create some arguments. I'm not sure. We'll just have to find out. Everyone ready to jump right in? Ready when you are. Oh yeah. All right, so Hurricanes game six. We play the Rangers in New York. Hurricanes have won every single game at home, have not won a single game away, and it is in New York. What do you guys think? You want to go first, Connor, or do you want me to go no, first? No, I want to go. I want you to go first. Okay. The same thing happened in a different series. I can't remember which series it was exactly, where every single team was going back and forth, like, you know, the home team winning the game. And then eventually the streak ended. I can't remember which which series it was. I think that's going to be the case tonight. I think the Hurricanes are going to end it tonight in New York. Uh, and, and then they're going to move on to lose to the Lightning. To lose the Lightning. Shut up. God, get off of there. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. You want to go ahead and go next, Caleb? Might as well, since I'm the Hurricanes fan. You know, it's a principal thing. Um, <clears throat> I would really like us to win an away game since we haven't won one yet, and that would help because we're going to have to win some in Tampa, even though we're going to have home ice advantage. Um, if we Didn't help the, the Panthers. Didn't help the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, but we have we have really good home ice. Um, it's We've been a tale of two different teams, home and away. Home, our goalie's save percentage is like – or his goals allowed is like .97. Away, it's like 3.22 or something like that. So it'd also be nice if Freddie Anderson came back. But Auntie Mount has been playing very well. But I'd really like to win in away once, so I'd, I'd really like to end it tonight. I don't want to go seven again. So I'm just going to say Hurricanes. All right. Well, I'm going to pick the Rangers. And as most of you guys that have been watching podcasts for a little bit know, I know absolutely nothing about hockey. So – my backing for this solely becomes on the fact that the Hurricanes are incapable of winning games away. Not just that they don't, but they literally, anytime they're playing away, it looks like it's like their practice squad. Like it literally is pathetic every it's single time. It's not. So I just don't think that's going to change. So I'm going to take the Rangers. I just think it's going to be a high scoring game for one team. I think that's going to be the Rangers. So, so, yeah. so let me so let me ask you this: if if the Rangers win tonight, do you have the Hurricanes winning their home game then no. in Game Seven? No. no. So, so your logic just just got no, it doesn't. Kind of. No. Right. So, the only reason I say that is because obviously the Hurricanes are not great at playing away, but right, if the Rangers were to win tonight. That will mean they will have – because they won the last time they played, didn't they? No. Okay. No. Well, anyways, again, guys, I know nothing Your about Your logic hockey. is falling apart. My logic is not falling apart because <laughs> there is no logic apart. for it to – No. No, because it never was together. 
I just think the Rangers are going to piece it together and they're going to come back and they're going to win this series. So, and mark my words. No, no, I mean, no. I mean, our our home goal differential is like plus fifteen, and our away is like minus twelve. So we're like a totally different team home and away. But <clears throat> Igor Shosturkin is in the MVP race for a reason. He's a very good goalie. He's had better numbers than Vasilevsky in this round, which is stupid because of course we have to go that? from. He's played more games. Shosturkin? No, no. In the four games that they played, he had better numbers than Vasilevsky. That's of course, we have dumb. to go from Shosturkin to Vasilevsky if we win, too. Of course. All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> Dang, he's crying right now. Yeah. Possibly a little heated. Maybe not. It's just the Boston Miami. As Connor said, it's probably whoever wins is just going to lose the Warriors anyways. But No, no. No, what's wrong with you people? No. Have you seen that Warriors team? No, I actually haven't. Yes. I don't care. Which of these teams, first of all, do you think has a chance to beat the Warriors? Uh, it's, it's hard. Playoff Jimmy's playoff Jimmy. No. And then but the Celtics think... have a better defense. They just they go on spouts where they have no offense some games and it looks bad. I think the Celtics are the only team that has a chance to beat the Warriors. Because of the fact that the Miami's offense just doesn't have the firepower to compete with that Golden State offense. If you put Draymond Green on Jimmy Butler, you know, he's still going to get his points, but he's going to have a hard hard time doing so. So I and you know, that means that on the other end, the big 3 are just going to be getting their points, getting their buckets all day long. So, I I don't I don't think that Miami has a chance. Now, I think Celtics on the other hand have a pretty decent chance if they win on Sunday night to actually compete with the Warriors. Obviously, we know what they've been able to do with uh, Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart, and their guys are just connecting. But, yeah, I don't know. I think that that's the only team that can compete with the Warriors' firepower because they have so many weapons, and they're so strong defensively. But like you said, you know, they do go on games where they just don't score. And, you know, when that happens, you lose games. As I always say, the teams that score the most points win the game. And it just is what it is. Dang, philosophy. I like yeah. how this man said Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart. He even mentioned Jalen Brown. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, he didn't mention <laughs> Jalen Brown. Robert Williams, the Time Lord. Yeah, Al- let me just go ahead and list their entire roster since they all have the ability to be <laughs> Al impact Horford, players. Dude, Al Horford sent the Bucks home. Yeah, Al, Al Horford's been playing out of his mind. For some reason. Right, for some reason. I think, think, yeah, I think the Celtics probably have a better chance. I think if the Heat, if Victor Oladipo could play like old Victor Oladipo and not whatever this is, I think the Heat could be very good. But Oladipo's been struggling. I think if James Harden plays like Houston James Harden, then we're still in this, right? So we can only compare them to the way that they are currently playing, not the way they used to play. Yeah, I'm just saying if Oladipo could wake up, I think that would help them a lot. I don't think, I don't think in Game Seven is going to be enough time, and no. Jimmy could try and carry him. I think the Celtics have a, probably a better chance. As much as I hate saying that the dump truck can't make it to the finals, the dump truck has has to clock out eventually. The driver's <laughs> got to go home at some point. Only one team can win it. Um, I will. I will say this. 
the Celtics, if they do end up winning Sunday night and they go on to face the Warriors in the NBA Finals, Jason Tatum cannot have bad games like he's been having. Some nights Jason Tatum is on and he is cooking. And then other nights he just looks very bad. And when he looks bad, the team looks bad. Whenever whenever he plays bad, Jalen Brown plays good and vice versa. So those two need to like need to like come get in like sync. A, like if those two can get in sync and come together, the Celtics have a, a very good chance of beating Golden State, I think. But with with how the Heat series has gone, just like the playoffs in general, sometimes Jason Tatum just doesn't show up and he just has a bad game. If Jason Tatum has a bad game, the Celtics are going to have a bad game because he's your best player for a reason. You you need your best player to have a good game. Like like Steph Curry's not going to show up and have a bad game. He's just not. No. Jason Tatum, on the other hand, has been having bad games in this playoffs. Like I said, there are some nights where he shows up and he, he is cooking. He's on. He's dropping like 30-plus points, and they're winning. And then there's other nights where he's shooting like two for 12, and they're losing. So I think I think Jason Tatum needs needs to needs to get in that headspace, get it together, be in sync with Jalen Brown if they win, and I think they have a very legitimate shot of beating Golden State. But the Golden State is still just that, just that three headed monster. Tennessee, and then they got I got Poole and Wiggins. Wiggins, Wiggins has been on. If Wiggins is on, I don't, I don't think I don't think any team has a chance. If Wiggins is playing good, because Steph's gonna play good. Clay's going to play good, and Poole's going to play good. You just have to accept that fact. See, that's one of the things that, like, why I think this Golden State team is so strong. Because, right, like you just said, if Jason Tatum has an off night, they're probably going to lose. But if one of the three has an off night, it's fine, because the other two are going to yeah. carry the extra weight. Right? And so it sucks that, like, that's the situation that the Celtics are in, is that th- – they have to have their guy making plays. But Golden State is so deep that it's like, even if one guy's not making plays, that's fine. Steph Curry's one of those guys that if he's not on, if he's not hitting shots, he passes the ball so well that he'll get other guys involved. Like we were talking about, you know, these other guys that have been playing well. Wiggins, Looney's been playing pretty decent. I was, I was going to say, Kevon Looney needs to get a shout-out, dude. I mean, he had he had 18 rebounds in game five. That's what I'm saying. Well, out a game. The Mavericks don't really have a center, so. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, isn't Gary Payton going to come back, too? I, th- I think so, yeah. I think Gary Payton's going to come back. And he brings energy. He brings the defensive energy, and he dunks on people, and that gets the team going. Well, he's also he's also coming back from an injury, so I'm sure he'll play limited minutes at first, and but we'll just still, have to see he, how he plays after the injury. That's just even more depth, though. That they don't need; they already have depth. I know they have plenty of depth. Yeah, it's crazy. But I mean, I mean, so are the Celtics. The Celtics have the best defense in the NBA. So the best defense versus the best offense. We we always say here on this podcast that defense wins championships. I guess we'll just have to find out. Yes, but also assuming the Celtics win, it's just a principle thing because this Warriors team is so principled, has so much principle, they're so sound on both sides of the ball. Like even though Steph Curry has his struggles defensively, like the rest of their guys can defend just about anyone. And so it, yeah, I don't know. That team Clay is Clay is very underrated as a defenseman. Yeah, well, it's because when he came back from his injury, he wasn't the same as he used to be. 
But I think as time goes on, as he gets more comfortable, that's only going to get better. He's only yep. going to get back to where he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> all we're talking about is the Warriors playing by the Celtics. This last game is in Miami, right? Um, yeah. Well, since this last game is in Miami, I mean, that does give him a little bit of an advantage, but I still think that Boston could probably close it out. Also, though, Jason, or Jimmy Butler dropped 47 points last night. Do we think he does something similar to that? Do we think he even comes close? It depends. Who was who was on him last night? I didn't watch. It was, it was a variety of people. Um, I think the main defender was Marcus Smart. Ooh, Marcus Smart got pooped on. I mean, um, hang on. I'm, I have no idea where I was going with that. <laughs> I think it's going to be uh, – I think the defense is going to be a lot more intense. I don't think he drops 47. I could see him dropping like 25 to 30. Oh, yep. that's where I was going with that. So – he did drop 47, yes, but they only won by eight. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, the the pieces around Jimmy Butler need to show up. Like we said, I'm pretty sure Tyler Hero. They need Hero back. Hero, they, Hero they need a hero. Six. He almost played. He almost played game six, so he might come back game seven, and that'll, that'll change a lot. But, like, I mean, Kyle Lowry's got to show up at some point. Yeah. That, that dumpy is all looks. Yeah. Then, <laughs> I mean – Bam out of bio against Grant Williams, dude. I don't know what it is. He's like the kryptonite. Bam is just not the same when he's playing against the Time Lord. It's insane. So, if the pieces uh, around Jimmy don't show Tennessee up, Jimmy, boy. Jimmy can drop 50. But imagine if the Celtics a, are clicking, it's over. Imagine Grant Williams having a plus four, plus minus, but he's only got two points. It's because he's good. <laughs> like, that just speaks to, like... He's insane, dude. He's so he's good doing. on defense. It's like, it's Bam, <laughs> like, Bam Adebayo is arguably, like, a top three, definitely top five center in the league. Oh, yeah. When fully healthy, yeah. Yeah, and, like, Grant Williams is out. I mean, Jokic and Embiid are definitely one and two. But I would I, I would say Bam's in the conversation for third best center in the league. He's definitely in the conversation. Yeah. But, I mean, like, when you're locking up Bam Adebayo, come on. And I love it because, first of all, I'm a little bit biased because obviously Grant Williams is a Tennessee boy. But Tennessee boy. No, but shut up. But like <laughs> he's a little bit undersized for the position that he plays. But he still plays it so effectively that it's like you know, what it like what is Bam supposed to do outside of just make shots and get his buckets, which for some reason he can't do. He took six shots last night. Six shots in 41 minutes. And he had no trips to the free throw line. That's bad. You can't not go to the free throw line as a center. You got to live on the free throw line. You came in. Grant Williams is locking you up. It's insane. You're just saying yeah, that I think Joel B lives at the free throw line. All right, go ahead. Kevin. I think I think the Heat need somebody else besides Jimmy. I think they need a hero. They um, need a hero. <laughs> but I think I think they do need Tyler Hero back because he brings so much offense. And like you said, Kyle Lowry's got to pick this up. And has Duncan Robinson done like anything? He needs to start picking up. I was gonna say that they stopped. They stopped playing him because he's so bad on defense. But like I've like I've gone into like the Heat's Reddit like like during the game, and like they all want Duncan Robinson to play because he's so good on offense. And like yeah. what they need is offense. He played but, five like, minutes he's, last night. He's so bad at defense. Yeah. They just like don't play him. 
I think like, I, 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 I think they need to switch this up game seven, play Duncan and just throw the Celtics off since you haven't played on the whole series. The Celtics will game plan for everyone but Duncan. And if you don't if you play him, he might be the X factor. Because he's if he gets it going, he gets I mean if Duncan's going. on, Duncan's on. Like he's 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 your typical white guy shooter. All right, here we go. Starting lineup for game seven for the Heat. Vincent, Gabe Vincent, point guard. Ooh. Duncan Robinson at the two. You got to keep Jimmy Butler because you're paying him enough money. Now, when first sub off the bench, Caleb Martin going on at the three for Jimmy Butler. Four, right? Four. Uh, Haslam, I think. Uh, what is his first name? Udonis. Udonis yeah. Haslam. He's starting at your four. And you're playing Dwayne Dedman at the five. Completely throw him off. You had no idea how to defend against that. That, that's Kyle Lowry just can come off the bench. Yeah, but that's that's no offense. <laughs> that's starting lineup just aged or defense. Like twenty five years. It doesn't matter. Clearly, the re- offense they are starting with now is like just not great. I've seen a the, couple. Uh, go ahead. Uh, the old man lineup. Um, <laughs> Max Struess is also pretty solid. I think that. Uh, yeah, I think he needs to get time. a couple more minutes. He played 34 last night. At 13. Yeah. Days. So, like, not terrible. He's a good, like, guy off the bench. I think that's what they, they kind of need is that depth off the bench. That's why they need Tyler Hero because that way they can have the more depth off the bench. I mean, yeah, but let's just be honest. If if Max Strews is your second, third, or even fourth leading scorer, why are you in the NBA Finals right now? Definitely not against the Warriors. I'm sorry, but if Max Struess is like is a top four leading scorer on your team for the game, what are you what are you doing? You got Larry Adebayo, PJ Tucker, Jimmy Butler. There's your four right there. Tyler. I like Hero. how none of us talked about PJ Tucker the whole time. <laughs> He's good on defense. That's about PJ Tucker is just a role player. That's, yeah. I mean, he, there isn't like he doesn't have any flashy plays. He's not one of those guys that's going to run the court the entire night. But just he's so solid at what he does. So it's like yeah. he's just one of those players that doesn't get a lot of talk. But he just all he's like a very good all round player. He's a silent killer because like I mean that's for like sure. PJ PJ Tucker is kind of like kind of like your Patrick Beverly, just quieter. He can win you games just based off of his defense and intensity. Like like defense and intensity can win you games, and just like Patrick Beverly did against the Clippers. Against the Timberwolves, it de- defense and intensity can it can completely shift a game. And PJ Tucker is that type of guy. Also, though, if PJ Tucker is on the Bucks, then it's Miami Bucks. I mean, no doubt. If Miami's still in it, like, I yeah, sorry, that was pointless. But I just felt like the need to say it. Why well, you sleeping Bucks on? Good. Man, you're sleeping on Al Horford. Al Horford would clamp up PJ Tucker, then drop fifty on him. I'm just kidding. Al Horford, is, he has been cooking. He has been cooking, but he's still got a negative 14 plus minus in last night's game. Because he's still like 35. <laughs> he is old. He is really yeah, old. I think this is – I want to say like this is his last contract, but like he's been playing it's, so good. That, like, there's no way. He's, like, he's, got, like, he's got probably like know. one more two-year deal in him, and then that's probably going to be it. Yeah. Maybe like a one-year, two-year deal just to run it back with the Celtics because even if they lose this game, they're one game away from the finals. You might as well just run it back. 
Unless you're the Bucks and you win it and you still don't run it back. I mean, the Bucks tried to win it back or run it yeah, back. Yeah, it's Chris but... Middleton. Chris Middleton yeah. getting hurt. Not hurt. All right, do you think you guys are ready for the hot take? Well, hold on. We're uh, going to make our predictions. No. Celtics. I thought we already did. <laughs> Celtics in one. Ooh, that's a, that's a hot take. <laughs> Celtics in one against the Heat, not against the Warriors. Oh, okay, okay. I also – this series has gone back and forth. The Heat won the last one, so Boston. Okay. You know, solely on the fact that I don't like Jimmy Butler and the fact that he's coming off a good game, which means that he's probably due for a bad game. He's been playing well the last few, so he's due for a bad one. And I just think this Celtics team is so deep that I don't know that this Heat's going to beat them again. So I'm going to take the Celtics. Yeah. I think it's a close one. I think it comes down to like a last second shot or something. Why do you hate Jimmy Butler? Because he used to play in Philly. Okay, and then you guys screwed him over, not him. Okay, I don't care. You guys overpaid Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris and let him walk. That's your fault. It's not my fault. Trust me, I would have paid them. Okay, don't hate <laughs> Jimmy Butler for leaving because Daryl no, Morey I'm going to. doesn't know no, where to use his to. money. I'm going to. That's messed up. You're messed up. Shut you, your mouth. You don't know the first thing about a player leaving your team. <laughs> oh, he's crying. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, okay. it. All right. Let's hear that. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I don't know how hot the, I don't know how hot this is going to be. Guys, but just, I just we have not heard this. Yeah. So you will be getting our first live reaction at whatever the trash that's going to come out of his mouth is. Hey, it's now. It's I be just something thought... like Patrick Mahomes is a top five quarterback in the NFL. Something <laughs> obvious. Caleb's hot takes are never really hot. They're kind of like medium hot. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's just things I think of that like could cause some arguments and such that I just it write down and MVP. I'm just gonna let everybody know. All right, you ready? No, but yes. We are waiting on you. If Andrew Luck did not retire, the Colts would have stop. won the Super Bowl. Nope, stop. Nope, get out of here. All right, nope. I'll if see Andrew that. Luck did not retire, nope. the Colts would have nope. won the Super Bowl. No, no. Dude, they, no. look how close no. they got with, with no. him, and stop. he was so good. Stop. No, no. Stop. No. All right, here you go. You're here no. telling me that, dude, the Colts, what were they missing last year? A quarterback? If Andrew Luck's there, they got Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. T.Y. Hilton's you, probably still good. You mean to you tell me that you think Andrew Luck leads this team last year to a Super Bowl and wins do it? Not, do not sneak in T.Y. Hilton like he did at anything last season. <laughs> well, and when he played with to, Andrew Luck, he was good. Bro, tried to sneak in T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's pretty injury prone nowadays. He had like one touchdown last season. I'm just saying that that, that Colts team was pretty solid, and they, uh, that was with Carson Wentz. And so, so they had so Andrew me. Luck, who was very good. Think about think about who who he would have had to beat to get there. He's not beating that Bills team. He's just not. That Bills team would have beaten him no matter what round they played in. He's not beating that Bills. Do you squad. forget how good Andrew Luck was? Do you forget how how good the Bills, dude? That yes, Bills I know that Bills team was one of the greatest good. games I've ever seen. Hold yeah, on, wait, I, I know. Think I, hold on, just you guys just keep talking. When I get this stat up that I just found, uh, I'm going to completely destroy your entire argument. So keep talking. Dude, he's not. Oh, is it just is it just CTE? Nope, is just that wait, what the stat just is? Wait, just wait. He's not beating that Bills team. I don't even know if he's beating that Chiefs team. Okay. I don't I know. know you guys that... are ready for me to completely dismantle this entire argument. Let's hear it. Okay. So in Andrew Luck's entire career, he had a lower 
completion percentage than the infamous Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. I mean, his yeah, last two like seasons. Hold on, hold on. His last two seasons, he threw less touchdowns than Jalen Hurts has, and he threw more interceptions. So, if you mean to tell me that his career was only going up from that point to the point that he, oh, we're gonna finally compare him to Jalen. Hey, he's gonna carry his team. Hey, now, that last season he had like what seven concussions. That's why he retired. So you think it was gonna he was gonna start getting less concussions as he got older? Is that and he, he also got hurt his last year. Wasn't that his shoulder or whatever? Okay, because he's getting old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he, he retired at like 30. He was kind of young still. Okay, but when you have that many concussions, my man, you, you don't want to be like Antonio Brown. You want to you retire in somewhat safe. Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying Andrew Luck would have won it last year. I'm saying in the years since he retired, I think he could have beaten some of those teams because of how close he got. All right, hold on. Hold on. I don't know. Andrew Luck was good. So. Andrew on, Luck right. was very okay, good. Okay, there's nobody's denying that he was good in his right, prime. So but Connor just pulled it up. In his last few seasons, he wasn't as good as he once was. Okay, yeah, so he did. He, he declined. retired in 2018. So I'm gonna read you the Colts team as of 2019. Um, Marilyn Mack, T.Y. Hilton, Marcus Johnson, and Zach Pascal and Jack Doyle. Marlon he, Mack was not bad. You, you think he leads that team to even make a playoff run? Uh, it depends who won the Super who, Bowl in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Who was on the was it Chiefs? I think that was that was Chiefs Niners, wasn't it? Yes. Darius Leonard was probably there. Darius Leonard's a beast. Their defense so. was uh, Justin Houston, who was old. Darius Leonard, Anthony Walker, Kenny Moore, Clayton Geth- Geathers. Just list a few of them. Geathers. I don't know how to say it, but yeah, it's not so, horrible. That's yeah, not, but he, that's he was, not winning you a Super Bowl. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, probably not. That's yeah, but if they, if they would have built around Andrew Luck. Ah, okay. So now you're saying if we were to keep Andrew Luck and fully build a team 100% around him in hopes that he doesn't get a concussion, in hopes that he can play an entire season, we win a Super Bowl. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying that I, I I thought of that one day, and I was like, you know, Andrew Luck was good. I think no. he may have won a Super Bowl. If he... no. Andrew Luck wasn't terrible, but good might be a stretch. I mean, like I said, there's no denying that in his prime, Andrew Luck was not a monster back in the day. But How close did he get? Didn't he make it all the way to, like, the game before the Super Bowl one year? That's what I'm saying. Uh... He, he led bad teams. Far into the playoffs. Yeah, but when he was younger, he his did. playoff percentage, by the way, guys, was fifty six point four, or his, like his completion percentage. Uh, he threw twelve touchdowns and thirteen interceptions in his entire playoff career. So, like, yeah, that kind of now, now it wasn't playoffs. Now, if you were to say that twenty nineteen team that he just listed off, or even this most recent team that Carson Wentz was just on. If you had prime Andrew Luck, I think there's more of an argument towards that. I still don't know for sure if they're beating that Bills team, but but this this more this most recent team, pretty pretty, pretty sure they had the they had the most Pro Bowlers of anybody this year. And most of them were on defense, and you have Jonathan Taylor, Quentin Nelson. You have that really solid, good offensive line. So I I would say that the argument that prime Andrew Luck could have led this most recent team. To the Done. Super Bowl is a I'll little bit better. I give you that. That's that's how I'll see it. But if you were saying, yeah, I guess I can win the Super Bowl if he stays. No, no, 
He doesn't. Because I mean, because I mean, like, do you if, think if, if he, he goes to another team? Depends on the team. Yeah, I don't know. He would have to go to like a solid team. But... The Dolphins, this Dolphins team. You think if Andrew Luck was the quarterback? Uh, prime uh, team this year, or like current Andrew Luck? Because I think either way, it's better. I mean, either way, the Dolphins' offensive line is still pretty rough. So he, he's okay, still at least you have a quarterback that can throw a ball. He's okay, still getting, Panthers. He's still getting a no, no, no. Panthers. Maybe not, not a Super Bowl, but they're prime, prime Andrew Luck, I think, could lead most teams aside from like the Texans and the Jaguars to the playoffs. But he's not winning a Super Bowl. No. On, on especially on the Panthers. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I just thought of it one day, and I was. Thinking about Andrew Luck for some reason. I think he popped up on my Instagram somewhere. That's right. Uh-huh. thinking about Andrew Luck. Andrew, if you're listening, if you're listening, come We'd on. Love to have you on. We definitely didn't just down talk you for a little bit. Honestly, though, but... I, I'll say, if you disagree with us, Andrew Luck, come, please. We'll let you defend yourself. Yeah, come come prove us wrong. Defend your case. Yep. I'll just talk like this the whole time because he's got a really okay, deep voice. Okay, now he's definitely not coming on the podcast. <laughs> just kidding. Andrew Luck, um, Caleb does not speak for the team, uh, so we would love to have you, but we'll make sure that Caleb isn't here for that episode. So yeah, please, Andrew, when, when you're on, dude, I was the mind. only one that defended him. <laughs> and then you. Made the only thing I do him. is make fun of his voice. No, yeah, the only thing that I did was read the stats. I mean, I, I, I gave him. The, I would say that I gave him the benefit of the doubt with this with this most recent team, because honestly, Prime Andrew Luck, I feel like could lead this this most recent Colts team to the Super Bowl. Like 2014 Andrew Luck, probably. 2014 Andrew Luck on 2021 Colts. So basically, Andrew Luck, you should have just been born like seven years later and you'd have been chilling. Come on, Andrew. <laughs> I guess and fault. been drafted by the Colts somehow <clears throat> again. Colts, the Colts don't deserve you. The, the way that the fans treated him when he retired was so messed up. The oh, Colts yeah. fans that was... do not deserve Andrew Luck. They, they like, were booed so him mean off to the him. Field when he like, when he like announced it. Like, come on. He's got to live his life. That man took constant concussions for that fan base. His brain (laughs) is probably done for. Facts, though. The CTE is going to kick in eventually. Unfortunately. All right, I have another hot take. Do you guys want to hear that one? Yes, I can't wait. Go ahead. All right, you ready? If, If one NFL team dedicated themselves to perfecting Trick plays and running trick plays 50 to 75% of the time, they would dominate in this league today. No. If a team dominate, would like run 50 to no. 75% of trick plays. I mean, no. dude, if you ran 50 75% of trick plays, you would never know what's coming. I mean, let me, let me put this, put it this way. Actually, you go ahead and go first. Okay. Or me, Noah. Me? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. And then you I'll can, go. you can only have so many trick plays. And the good defensive coordinators are eventually going to learn what you're doing. Because, like, say say you have somebody like, like the Patriots had uh, – uh, what was his name? Edelman. Who yeah. can throw the ball. Like, the defensive coordinators are going to know after the first few times, like, hey, if Edelman gets the ball, he's probably going to throw. Or he could just run. Or they could do, like, a double reverse and somebody else throws. You never know. Great idea. Snap the ball to the quarterback and just do a flea flicker. Like 70 times until you get bored and then somebody try to run it. That's okay, a there's a lot more trick plays you can run than that. I mean, yes, but there's there's only so many trick plays that you can run. And, like, I mean, it's a – Yeah, so create more. A, you can create a lot of trick plays. You can do a lot. Okay, but you can only have so many. It, it's a, 
All have right. to play 17 games plus plus the playoff games if, if you want to win the Super Bowl. Well, so I, the only reason I thought of this is because the last game against the Lions, the Packers played, the Lions ran like trick plays all the time, and we kept getting pooped on. Yeah, Our defense didn't know it was Bay coming. Packers. It's because you're the Green Bay Packers against the Lions. They're, they're like your kryptonite. You still find a way to win except for that game. But Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers went out. But I'm just saying, like, we we didn't even know it was coming. Jordan Love came in. That's your future, pal. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you on that one. Okay, I'm talking about the trick plays. All right, let me know when we're ready. Go ahead, Connor. Okay. So, as somebody that played the game of football for 13 years, I, I know this fairly well. Um, the number of offensive plays, the average number of offensive plays in the NFL currently is 65. So, if we're talking 50% of the time, that means you've got to have at least 32 unique plays for every game. Because the trick play is not going to work more than once a game. Right? So, you got to have at least... 32 unique trick plays for every game. Also, the only reason that trick plays have any efficiency whatsoever is because you build them off of normal plays. So that's why the flea flicker, when it was first created, right? Boom. The Titans, Tannehill gets the ball, hands it, hands it off to Derrick Henry. You do that 10, 15 times, the teams are going to start to key on that. So what are they going to do? They're going to load the box. He tosses it back to Tannehill. Tannehill throws the ball. Boom. That's a successful trick trick play. If you're a team that only runs trick plays, then regardless of how many times they quote unquote hand the ball to Derrick Henry, you're not going to load the box any heavier. You're going to know that, oh, they're going to look to do a flea flicker and throw it. Right. Well, then if they don't load the box, you just run the ball. I'm just saying like teams that had like, like perfected trick plays. But again, the key to perfecting a trick play is to setting it up, right? Yeah. Whenever we were playing, when I was playing, it was always the thing of so people were like, oh, we should start the game with a trick play. But it's like, no, you start the game. You want to set up the trick play. You want to be successful doing what you're doing. That way teams have to play around that. And then once you run the trick play, it opens more up. If you were to only run trick plays, teams are just going to key off of that. Because you can still read what's going to happen in a trick play, especially if you know it's coming. So, like when we were well, when my senior year when I was playing, this team that we played always had a guy that they would do a re- double reverse to, and every time they ran the, that play, he would line up farther off the ball, right? And so we just knew that's what's going to happen, right? It wasn't one of those things where it was like, oh, sometimes they don't reverse. No, no. Every time he did that they were going to hand him the ball. If you're a team that every time you want to play, you're going to do a certain trick, you can play around that. Even if you're not fully keying on it, expecting a different trick. If you're expecting a trick at all, you'll be ready for more. So, well, let's just, say, let's, let's just say hypothetically you had a team of Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Taysom Hill. Imagine the kind of trick plays you could run because they're all basically a quarterback, but they can all run. It's, it's not a trick play. You just expect them to throw it, and then as soon as they run, you yeah, but they can all run too. Okay, if they run, you rally to the ball. So, so you so you just have a guy assigned to Taysom Hill, and you just have a guy assigned to Lamar Jackson. You're gonna and, put all three then, of them on the field at one time. Sure. And then and then just have and then have like a, if you're running zone defense, have, just just leave everybody else in their zone. 
and have two players, whether it's a corner, safety, linebacker, whoever, have one of them just watch Taysom Hill and then one of them watch Lamar Jackson communicate, and there you go. This was not as hot. I was just saying, like, if a team perfected trick plays. I think that trick plays could be better utilized. But I just – I don't think that it's a strategy that you could perfect and make that your system. I think there's definitely a lot that could be done in the NFL to make trick plays more effective and to use them more often. But I just don't think that building an offense around having perfected the trick play is going to work. Let's just have uh, the Jaguars try it out next year. Hey, you guys have fun. I mean, the Jaguars may well goes. try it out. <laughs> Like, what do they have to lose? Like, literally nothing. He's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that one wasn't as, as hot. I was just, yeah. It's just saying. Any I other think hot takes that, that we can absolutely demolish? Go ahead. Okay, geez. <laughs> Tony, Tony Pollard should be the starter over Ezekiel Elliott. Agreed. Not a hot take. That's just a fact. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, there, there's the Caleb we know and love with his normal takes. Well, Cowboys is. fans probably think that's a hot take. Because like, no, dude, Ezekiel Elliott's my love. No, it's, it's, not, it's not Cowboys fans, it's Zeke fans. Right. Because even, even some Cowboy fans have accepted the fact that Zeke I mean, is not the player that he was. No, and he's still making enough money that that's why he's playing. I don't think he gets another contract. He buy Well, correct, he probably does. I don't think he deserves another contract. I mean, he will definitely get one because his, his name is Ezekiel Elliott in the NFL. But it might not be with the Cowboys. But Tony Pollard is so much better than him. He's on the Tony field. Tony Pollard is, as Connor says, electric. Yes. Yes. And hitting he, him with a quote. He literally <laughs> just makes the rest of the team better. Yeah. Zeke doesn't do that. Zeke can barely make himself better. No. Zeke's not great. He'll get you like three yards. And you're like, whoa, yeah, good job, then, Zeke. And then he's going to be hurt for two weeks. Don't worry though, he's he's got his half shirt on, so thanks. It's like sure. the he does have that He does have his half shirt. We're jumping into oh, this uh, vicious army pop. Um Connor had one stat he wanted to share with everybody before we just wrap this up. I did. The next mm-hmm. stat. Oh, well it's not really a stat. Okay. So I just want everyone to know that this week is especially the last few days, has been pretty emotional for me. Um, so as many of you probably don't know, there is a running – well, there was a running um, streak in the NBA for 75 years, almost as long as the NBA has been around. There has been a running streak that there has been a New York Knicks player or a former New York Knicks player – in the NBA Finals. The only team heading into the conference championships with a former New York New York Knicks player was the Dallas Mavericks. So the Dallas Mavericks, having lost, has now broken a 75-year streak. Can we get a moment of silence? Thank you. It's just, I don't know. It, I've just been dealing with that. Like, uh, all Stupid things warriors aside, like this, ruining everything. This, there are things that transcend sports, and I feel like this transcends the finals. <laughs> like, this is a streak that, for the sanity of the league, we needed to keep alive. 
Like regardless of either the Warriors or the Celtics need to go pick up a Knicks player. I mean, before the... I mean that's a mood, but I don't think they can. I so. mean, it's also like if you think about it though, these teams that are uh, these teams that are like still here, uh, I guess remaining. Like the, these teams, they they've built this squad. Well, I guess not really the Heat as much, but the Celtics and the Warriors have have kind of built this team from the ground up. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, all drafted by the Celtics. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, I believe, all drafted mm-hmm. by the Golden State Warriors. So, First like, all, how do you let that team get so many like weapons? How do we let them draft? Because like, not all of those guys were picked like out of a lottery pick. So like, what? Wasn't it? Wasn't it only like, Steph? Steph's only lottery yes. guy in there, isn't it? Yes. Clay, Clay Thompson was like the very end of the first round. Who uh-huh. was like in the twenties? Draymond Green was a second round pick. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, nobody I knows it's... how good an NBA player is until they actually get in the NBA. Well, some you, you know some. I mean, well, well, um, I forgot where I was going with that because can't to say. Oh that. yeah, like Whoa. Anthony Bennett. Whoa. I mean, <laughs> Anthony Bennett. We, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers, man. What about Willie Cauley Stein? Everyone thought he was going to be a beast. Marvin Bagels. Going to sit here and disrespect Willie Cauley Stein? Marvin Bagels. Dude, the Marvin Bagley getting drafted story is one of my favorite things ever. Connor, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if, you, if you ever heard this story. So, obviously, in that draft, everybody knew that DeAndre Aiden was going number one. The real question was who was going at two to the Kings. And at the time, the Kings' GM was Vlade Divic, a former player. He, he, he did not like Luca's father, so he drafted Marvin Bagley for that reason alone, <laughs> and then stepped down the very next year. <laughs> Rip! <laughs> <laughs> it's like my favorite story ever. He screwed that team so hard just because he didn't Luka like Luca's dad. Off the fact that he didn't like Luke. I mean, like obviously, like coming into the draft, Marvin Bagley was like was a big name. And he was gonna go in the lottery, but like. Like, you know, a number two, like, leading up to it, everybody was like, oh, is it going to be Luca? Is it going to be Marvin Bagley? Is it going to be Trey Young? And just simply, he, he, he leaned towards Marvin Bagley over Luca simply because of the fact that he didn't like Luca's dad and then just stepped <laughs> down a year later. That he was like, you know what? This is always be me. funny. Because, like, because the Kings sucked that year. He's like, yeah, I'm done being the GM. Like, dude, if the Kings had Luca, uh, they probably would have cursed him too. Never mind. I was going to say, they, they may have been better. But, but I still don't think the they make the playoffs. Dude the, suck- dude, the Supersonics won it, won a playoff series more recently than mm. the Kings have. That's <laughs> not a joke. Supersonics don't even mm. exist anymore. Yikes. Yikes. So, I just, I just thought I'd tell that story. That's like, that's like one of my favorite things ever. Every single time the lottery comes around, I always tell, probably most likely Caleb, that story. Every single time. Oh, I've heard it just, a lot. It's just so funny to me. All right. It is pretty funny. Bagels. Last question before we leave. Or last statement. Katie leaving the Warriors was the best thing for Steph's legacy. Agree or disagree? Yes. Agree. Yes. Agree. Yes. I feel like people were like, oh, the team was better when KD was there. And although it may have been, I think, you know, if he had won another two rings with KD, they'd have been like, oh, you won it with, you know, probably the best player in the league or the best player in the world. So mm, I, best yeah. scorer. I don't you know, know what the perfect example is. There's a lot of Kobe, Kobe and Shaq. 
everybody said that Shaq carried Kobe. And then Shaq left, and then Kobe went on and won a couple more championships. Steph Curry's right. probably going to do the same thing. I Well, they're going to win it this year unless some crazy injury happens. No, I'm telling you right now, Warriors in six regardless of who they play. Nope. Unless they get injured. If, if it's the Heat, I agree. If it's the Celtics, disagree. If it's the Heat, honestly, it might be Warriors in five. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Warriors, Warriors in four. Warriors in five around no there. Way. There's no way they sweep the Heat. Jimmy Butler's got to have one good game. <laughs> He's got to. Dude, it doesn't matter when that team is so stacked. Like, that dude, but like a drop 50 and they'll still lose by 25. <laughs> yeah, next up. But at the same time, the Warriors have looked rough. Did they, they lost to the Grizzlies without John Morant by like 50. So, like, the Warriors hey, everyone have has a looked team, rough. Man. I mean, yeah, but when you're playing against the best defensive team in the league, again, assuming the Celtics win. When you play against the best defensive team in the league, I think it's going to be tougher if it were than if it were the Heat that they're playing against. But that's not a hero right, there. All right, all right, let's let's wrap this up. All right. So, any other last statements? Game seven's tonight. After tonight, go ahead and y'all send us your predictions on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everywhere. Send us your predictions for the finals. Game one is on Thursday. So, come Saturday. We will only have watched one game, and we will come and we will make our predictions for the last game or the last series, the finals. Starting, that's all I got, though. Let us know what you think, things you want us to talk about. Yo, Connor, take yeah. your phone. Um, like Michael says, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your dog, tell tell the birds that are outside so that way they can spread it. You know, like in the old days, write a letter on a pigeon's Ooh, somebody tell the mosquitoes. Yeah, because they're, they're everywhere. Very good they let them know. Um, if uh, if Joe Montana's kids are listening, Ooh, sure tell, tell, yeah. tell Joe Montana. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell Joe Montana. your father. Um, Connor and I do have one last update, though, just to give like a quick little update. Uh, Connor, why don't you go ahead and, and take the floor? Okay. Uh, so, starting like middle of June, hopefully, is our goal. Me and Noah are going to be hitting the floor running with our YouTube channel. And our YouTube is going to be a little bit different than this podcast, right? Where we do a lot more discussion. Our YouTube is going to be video analysis. So we're going to take players, we're going to take games, and we're going to break them down for you guys to just kind of see the game on a deeper level. So that way you can understand, you know, why we say some of the things we say and what are some of the things that we're looking at and what other coaches are looking at um, whenever they're reviewing film and whenever they're evaluating players. I'm going to use a lot of the same methods that I used whenever I was playing and the things that coaches told me that they were constantly looking for when it came to drafting and recruiting players. So stay tuned for that. Follow us on uh, Instagram. We're putting that out as we get close to the date. We'll continue to discuss it on the podcast as we move forward. So stay tuned. Uh, let us know if there are certain players or certain games that you want us to review and talk about. And who knows, we might end up doing one of the NBA final games, whichever one we think is the most interesting. We might break that down a little bit. Uh-oh, stay tuned. So we don't know. We don't know what it's going to look like. But Connor here dropping hints. We're working on stuff. Follow us on YouTube if you haven't already. We're excited. It's going to be a different twist to what we've been doing on the podcast. It's so it's mainly going to be me and Connor. However, every now and then 
Caleb and Michael might make an appearance, or just Caleb or just Michael. But if you like Connor and I, it's mainly going to be Connor and I up there grinding out the YouTube. And then don't worry, the podcast is not going anywhere. We'll still have the podcast. It'll still be uh, the four of us for the most part whenever Michael's not busy, which is all the time apparently. Um, he's currently ice fishing. <laughs> no, he's actually, we are just he's actually showing mining. You, he's actually mining for gold. We're just showing you our variety that we have. We don't just watch sports. We we love we sports. sports. Yeah. We, we, we go love deep sports. into it. We do sports this is every have. little detail. Yep, it's so it's so much bigger than than the most people realize. I think I'm going to blow, like Noah and Caleb's mind as we start doing it, because what I was telling uh, Noah a while back is I've been doing sports analysis, like in depth for a while for years, on NBA or on NFL games. So it's going to be fun to kind of get somebody else involved in that and have some discussion about certain things and not just be me watching film. Yeah. But yeah. Stay tuned. We'll we'll get we'll keep you updated on that. We'll try to. Yes. More information to come. All right. That should be, hey, should be about it. We love y'all. Right. Peace, Stay love, tuned. and hair grease. Next week, yeah. Peace and love, boys.